Hey, brother. Hello, brother. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 23 of Match Wits. I'm your host, Steve, alongside my younger brother, Chris. That's me. You say it with a weird rhythm now, too. You're like, my younger brother, Chris. <laughs> I can't undo it. Nope. It's stuck. I don't know where it came from. It's the most unnatural way to speak. I know. I Anyways, know. if you're new to this podcast, I feel sorry for you. Um, <laughs> this is a... <laughs> It's a nostalgia-infused, ADD-infused podcast where we talk about a lot of things, uh, end up on other things, um, sometimes argue or disagree. Uh, we will occasionally do what we call the dimwit bet, which is if we uh, if we have different points of view or remember facts differently, we will uh, we'll call it a dimwit bet. We'll go check the fact, and it's, it's basically worth a dollar. Um, uh, Chris is still up $2 on me for season six here. Um, I can't remember the last time we did one. Uh, and we're also back from a little bit of a summer hiatus um, because it's been uh, probably three weeks since we did one, right, Chris? Yep. Um, yeah, around there. I might, yeah. dude, my summer screws me up so bad, and I'm just so off. I had vacation, and then, you know, we were in Erie for that one weekend to see Dad and Jen and everybody, and I'm just, I'm so off. And, like, I, this was my first week back at work after being off for 10 days, and it was 100 friggin' degrees for, like, five days straight. Like, I'm just befuddled and all curmudgeon so. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a while. You know, we tried to keep on this uh, religiously on the, on the weekends, but uh, as Chris was saying, we, uh, and, and we moved, my family out here in Seattle moved, uh, and then we went back east. So we met up with Chris and the rest of our family for a, a brief visit uh, there on the shores of Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then made made our way back down to Virginia for the rest of our family. So for, for this episode, I wanted to kind of start there uh, and talk a little bit about, about summer, summer vacations. Uh, I actually want to circle back on something, and this is one of those moments from the, uh, the brief. There's a couple of things that we talked about. Uh, while we were hanging hanging out in Erie with our with our immediate family, uh, Chris and I and our sister, um, all of our kids and and our and our dad uh, and his wife Maggie. So, uh, one of them was this disagreement, and and uh, <laughs> it would have been a dollar bet if we were on the podcast. Um, uh, and I'll let you maybe kind of tell it in your own words, if you will. I think uh, we are you. You're going to have to be more specific because we argued about a bunch of stuff. I know. I'm, oh. getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, and this would have been something if it was on the podcast. It certainly would have been. Uh, and, and I was going to – I was actually going to try to find like uh, – um, uh, would it be a biologist or no? What would what would I – zoologist? Like who, no. would I, who would I bring on the podcast to settle the score of this particular disagreement? Because it's, we're sitting and having or, – Ornithologist? Is that what it is? It specializes in birds. Yes, if that's, the, if that's the one you're talking about, I believe it's ornithologist. Dollar bet. What it what an ornithologist is? No, if that's the right one. Let's oh, see. Okay. Looking it up. Scientific it. study of birds. Boom. That's right. a dollar. So, what what is an eagle a bird, or is it like a mammal or something? <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> Are we really gonna have to have like a science? Really? Like you think that birds aren't animals? Now? No, no. All right, so we're getting off. We're getting way off topic already. No, so we're not. This is the, on topic. This is the, the type of stuff we argue about. Like you the said, conversation. That you just that said we birds weren't animals. After. <laughs> uh, that's not what I said. It was beagles. That's eagles. exactly. Are eagles? Yeah, eagles are birds. Do we really need to do the family? No, Owner, no, species, yeah. phylum, whatever. Yeah. It's, any, anyways, the, the <laughs> comment you made over after a couple of glasses of wine or whatever 
was that eagles were the rats of the sky. Bald eagles, specifically bald eagles bald of our eagles. nation. We were, this was right around the 4th of July. This is the symbol of our great nation, the yep. bald eagle. And your stance on this was that there are essentially rats in the sky that don't actually hunt for their food. That's not what I said. Okay. That is not should... what I said. I said they're opportunistic hunters who, who uh, exist mostly on carrion. That's what I said. I said they're no different than vultures. That was the statement, and then it blew up into a giant argument that I said <laughs> that they only eat dead things, and they don't eat fish, and they don't hunt. That's what. That's how you guys, all three of you, decided that you were like, Bleh. He can't possibly be right. <laughs> and, and, you, and they said they are primarily hunters, but how when no. food is not available, they will eat carry-on, no. which is a vulture would be someone that they wait for something else to kill something, and they wait for the scraps and eat it. Big difference between a bald eagle and a vulture. That, my argument wasn't even that. I didn't think that the bald eagle should be the national... The, the the mascot of our country just due to the fact that there are other more regal birds that's how it originally started steve like that's why I, that's why i brought it up in the first place i was like yeah we are bald eagles they're basically like vultures they're like they're not majestic animals like endangered or not like they're just not I, I said it should have been a peregrine falcon which are the fastest mammals on the planet that could get up to go i don't forget what the speeds are are ridiculously fast and they're they're cunning hunters and they're one of the smartest birds in the world like that's that was my argument but you guys decided to take it the other way that i insulted our country somehow by saying that <laughs> bald eagles were gross that's what i said we're, we're rats in they're the gross sky, I think, they're gross all right so and i, and I bring that up because I, I completely forgot about it because it's been a couple of weeks but we were sitting <laughs> outside yesterday maya our, my daughter is jumping on the trampoline and she's like look and there is a bald eagle circling around over obviously trying to kill something and it was beautiful powerful it was flying fast but hold on it's not obviously trying to kill anything steve it could be looking at a corpse that's sitting decaying in a field behind your house I'm no it was it. carrying a spear <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. anyways but no we we have a lot of bald eagles out here we see them regularly and they um it's, it's pretty impressive to see they're flying around just overhead, and they the, the way that they fly in their wingspan, and it's pretty cool. And people in the local community will post videos of them going into local lakes and snatching up fish, and that it's just, it's pretty cool. So, no dollar bet there, but I just wanted no. to bring that back, put some closure on on that particular topic. That no, no closure. No. <laughs> no, closure. Not, no closure and i just want a dollar so put it on the dimwit tally that i'm up three right. now <laughs> yeah we should make a note of that all right That's so true. now chris is up to three because of what an oncologist ornithologist oncologist is sort of isn't that a the gland specialist like a human glands yeah specialist? no they're the ones that do chemo yes yeah, and, uh, and yeah. ornithologists aren't they the ones that do braces no, that's, that's or, no. Orth, yeah. yeah, that's orthodontics, isn't it? Yeah, yes. All right. So the other thing, and this is not a dollar bet here. This is a what I I, I don't know what happened. I don't know <laughs> how it just casually came up in conversation. You know what I'm talking about, right? It, that late one night with a fire going, that our father aged what seventy two. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was that, here. Yep. that 
out of the blue, let's casually let's drop that he was a a clothes slash shoe model when he was like eight years old. Yep, and he was on. They would play these commercials for the Boston Store, which is a uh, uh, I think it was a chain, like kind of like Macy's, so. but they had a big building in the area and everything. But yeah. but he just let it slip in conversation. It wasn't <laughs> even like oh you know he was like yeah you know Ibushi used to take me to. Whatever, and I the shoot the commercials, and we're like, what? <laughs> the you shoot did the commercials, what? and he was like, oh yeah, I did this, I did that. So, see, if it, if it was a movie, like the record would have scratched and stopped at that point in time. When we looked at each other, we, we went, we he both he just glossed over it and kept talking. We looked at each other like, wait, hold up a second, can you back up? He was like, what? I was like, Dad, I'm 40 years old. I've been your son for 40 years. I've <laughs> never heard you even make a passing reference to this. He goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Bushi used to take me down to whatever WCIU or whatever. WICU. ICU in Erie to shoot a local kids show, and they used to have like advertisements on the show. Versus like back in the day, if, pe- if people aren't familiar with the concept, it didn't used to break for a commercial. They used to just have like the in studio announcer would read a commercial, or they would do things like on stage as the commercials before they would do commercial breaks. So they apparently wheeled my father out in his. In his suit or short suits, their suit with his with, shorts, yeah, with and his, his Buster big, Browns, with his Buster Browns on, and he modeled for some, some sh- from store store. At Eerie. least and one that, time it happened. And what was the well, name of the show? Oh, I can't. I, was I it don't Peppy remember. Or Peppy? It, yeah, it was. I, it's gonna be easy to Doctor, find. Yeah, yeah. He was no. He was a. Uh, he, he was a Forty Nine er. He was a uh, a coal mine or uh, a gold miner, a gold digger. He was like a Yukon frontiersman. Pappy. It was Pappy. That's what it was. The Pappy show. And it was really easy to find because that was the only show produced specifically at that station at that time. I I went and it's, dude, once you start falling in the rabbit hole of like local children's programming, Mm -hmm. dude, you can fall into some, like, I didn't realize that Bozo wasn't a national show. The only reason we watched it was WGN Chicago. Because we got the WGN Chicago, Channel 9 out of Chicago. So I always thought that Bozo was a big deal. So when I used to use that as a frame of reference when I was talking about why I was frightened of clowns in the first place, everyone was like, well, who's Bozo? And I was like, you know, one is he had his sidekick, Cookie? And they look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I realized that it's local. But so... The only one that was produced in Erie in the 50s when Dad would have been there was, I think it was Pappy's or Peppy's or something. Right. It was some the minor. minor. Yeah, the minor. Hey, and, and by the way, best part of Bozo, the, the, the Bozo the Clown show, the grand prize game. Sure. I Which was essentially was. Show, putting a ping pong ball into, like, you had to get up. If you got up to, like, the ninth bucket, you won something really cool. Oh, basically, so, it was like a carnival game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's called but, the grand prize game. Anyways. Well, yeah. So yeah, he dropped that bombshell on us. That was nice. So, so it, if any, wait, hold on. If anybody in that is listening knows anybody that might have archival footage from the mid fifties from Erie <laughs> from WICU, I want the footage of my father father modeling Buster Browns for the Boston Star. Please, internet, don't let me down. <laughs> That's all I got. So I, I, I need almost it. went. I can't. I can't find it. I, like unless we literally drive there and go through like old microfiche. And all of that stuff, I don't think we're going to be able to find it. But it's the internet, and it's 2019, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, we, we might be able to put a request in through the Erie Library system, but Maybe. we would have to, like, I don't know how we even go through. I mean, it would not be digitized, right? It would all be on no. media. We'll and we would have to, 
like our only luck would be if it only aired for like there was like four episodes <laughs> sure no it ran like it was a pretty popular show from what i remember see like that night that's the night i put i took aaron and brody back and i came back and i wasn't even drinking because i had to drive back to the hotel room so you guys were all drinking i was just kind of sitting there and i went down the like i pulled out my phone and you kept looking over at me you're like you're being awful quiet and i was like hold on man i'm in a rabbit hole at this point so <laughs> i had come up with an idea that i'm gonna claim that I'm doing a documentary about children's programming and I'm going to do a, a, a requisition form through WICU to see if I can find, see if they still have it anywhere or can at least point me in the right direction of where to get it. So That's a great idea. I would right? pay I would pay money. I would pay money for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll put it on. I, dude, I made fake letterhead for my fake media company a long time ago, so I'll just put it on one of those and... If there's any kind of money order or something I have to send them, so be it. Just send me that damn footage. I wait, want wait, it for... wait. Is our money order still a thing? Sure. If you have to pay for something that has to be transferred from another file format to, you know what I mean, Steve? Like you like got to pay Venmo? for time. Venmo isn't it called Venmo now? Is really that think the, what the eerie, kids are doing? Eerie, eerie children's children's programming archive is going to take Venmo. Uh, good point. But so, I mean, like, remember, Erie's probably, what, 94 for the rest of the world? Like, it's about 20 years behind, so good 25. Point. So. so, all right, so that was a good, albeit brief trip. I think we were only there for, like, two days. I know yeah. you were only there for, like, two days, but we got to catch up with our with our family. There's a bunch of other people I wanted to catch up with that didn't have time to. But it made me think, and I know you, I know you went down memory lane a little bit because you don't get the Erie um, – all that much. I don't think you've been out there much in the last 10 years, right? No, um, maybe a handful of times, five, six times in the past. Yeah, since I moved, I mean, I was driving home when mom was sick, but after that, I didn't really. We would always do family functions down at Jen's in Pittsburgh, so it wasn't right. really. And a lot of my friends moved away, like my real close friends that I grew up with all moved. There's a few people that I go back and visit occasionally, but no, not really. And yeah, like I went and drove, I drove by our, our old grade school that's closed down. I don't even, I didn't see a sign for what it is now. It was open, but it's not, it's not Holy Rosary anymore. And I drove by, we drove by Prep, we drove by the old Wayne Street house. Yeah, it was, it was a nice trip. I hadn't been there in a while. And everybody, like Eric, kept saying, she was like, this place, it's really nice during the summer. I'm like, yeah, it's just uninhabitable from like the end of October. <laughs> it's the planet of Hoth for Mars. nine months out of the year. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's when you drive there in the summer, you're like, man, this is really nice. There's all these beaches and there's all these yacht clubs and there's all the stuff to go do and there's water parks and it's blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, you just have to warn people, like, oh, the snow's coming. It's just, it, it creeps up on you. And then about the end of October through March, it's uninhabitable. Right. So the, one of the things we did, one, one of the reasons we didn't have a whole lot of time is at the last second. So uh, for our listeners that, you know, keep tr- keeping score, I live on the West Coast now. I haven't been back on the East Coast, at least to visit family. Uh, or I haven't been back to Erie in two years. Um, so flying back and right like the day before we fly out, I was like, oh, my God. The kids have never and may never, uh, are, my youngest are 13 and 14, may never get to go to Cedar Point, which was a mm-hmm. staple. I mean, we probably went in, in going to school at least once a year. We would do a class trip to Cedar Point. Sure. And then if you were in some other cool activity, you might get another trip on there. Or if we could talk our parents into shelling out the money, yep. uh, we would go there. So at the last minute, we say, hey, we're going to go. And after flying to Pittsburgh and driving to Erie and then like two days later driving the two and a half hours or whatever to, to Sandusky. It's worth it but though, man. Totally <laughs> totally worth it. 
Totally worth right. it. Like we get spoiled, Steve. Like it's the greatest roller coaster park in the country. People can make argument arguments about individual coasters. Like they can make arguments about what's the top suspended or the the top inverted coaster or the stand up coaster or the wood coaster. But on average, every one of Cedar Point's main roller coasters is rated in the top five across the board. Whether it's steel, wood, inverted, yep. any of that stuff. So we get spoiled. Like. Oh, my God. You guys used to go to Cedar Point all the time? All the time. We used to get <laughs> notifications. I think we were on the actual physical mailing list for the like fan club because I remember getting something in the mail about when the Demon Drop was going to open. And I remember you had a Demon Drop t-shirt that I used to constantly steal from you. I, like, I, that's, it was so ingrained in my childhood. We used to go up because some of our families from the Cleveland area. Like, there's people, and that's not too far away from where. And we used to get so pissed when we would go and visit, and we ended up going to Geauga Lake instead. Now, Geauga Lake was okay, but it wasn't freaking Cedar Point, which right. is the, the top all-around coaster park in the country. So Yeah, and, there, and, there's, and there's tiers of amusement parks, right? If I, if I think about like growing up like amusement parks were definitely a thing right so yeah. and you had tears so you had waldemere which is erie's mm-hmm. amusement park that's been the same probably for 50 years and it's still cool like i like when the kids were younger taking them there and it like literally all the rides they have new rides uh, but all the like the old rides are in the same spot the wacky shack the pirate's mm-hmm. cove the scrambler the dodgems the sky ride the, was it the Comet, the roller coaster, which is yep. a really good starter roller coaster? Like so, that I would put that as you know that's that's your bottom tier, right? And along on on long lines with that was, and maybe a little bit bigger was Conneaut Lake Park, which is yep. about was that forty five minutes south of Erie, which is yep. no longer closed. It's now defunct. I think I've seen people online like taking pictures and posting them like it's of you know, a va- abandoned amusement park. Someone, um, they just stole, I think someone either stole or they put up for auction the actual very first car of, I think it was the Blue Streak, the their big roller coaster, their yeah, Comet, yeah. their wood, the wooden like, roller coaster. They, right. they were taking some of the stuff that was at least valuable and trying to sell it off, I think for charity, because I think that place owned a summer camp too, if I'm not mistaken. So they wanted to reopen the summer camp, so they did it. But yeah, they sold the the very first car that had the big Blue Street Connie Lake Park logo on the front, and someone bought it for his collection or right. something. You know, liquid so then you have so you have Connie Lake Park kind of in that third tier. Yeah, um, like Kennywood. No, but Ke- Kennywood, I would put more like tier one, tier two. Like it's not Cedar Point, but it's not Waldemere. Like I went sure. to Kennywood. Probably three or four years ago with the kids, and they have like it, it's like King's Dominion, it's like Six yeah. Flags, like it's it's a legit, it's a solid tier two, uh, bordering on a tier one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bold statement, but, man. When uh, you're but, putting Cedar Point but, is tier one, and that's it. It's like Cedar Point in Disney. <laughs> well, like, and you got you get Universal, one. and you've got you got some others. Um, then you have like Idlewild. So Idlewild, I'd put it as like a three, right? Okay. Uh, so we took the kids there to Idlewild, and that was good for little kids. And it, it, it it's all, it's got a Waldemere feel to it. Um, and then we had was it Darien Lake? Yep, that was in New York, right? Like, yeah, I, and I, that and was I don't when we remember. used to go up to the Holodome. Like that was up like was it Fantasy Island or Kings Island or whatever? Well, that, no, Fantasy Island was the other one. So Fantasy Island was the one that was in the Niagara River. That okay. was like a tier two. Um, <laughs> You know what so I mean? You, like, so it was just a lot. We were, if you would have told me we were talking about amusement parks, Steve, I would have done a lot of research on this. 
I was just, just going off the cuff here because I was just talking about our trip and we're talking about summer vacations here. Fair enough. And, and then I realized that there really is a three-tier system. So I'm making this up on the fly. Um, <laughs> that always so, well. But, but, so, but let's, so Fantasy Island, for those who don't know, again, let's, let's pick on that one. So, uh, and uh, take a step back. Darien Lake, I don't know that I ever went to Darien Lake. We used to see the ads for it, but it was because it, it was like a tier two. I, I, yeah. I, I can't know. I, I, I shouldn't say what tier it is because I've never been there. But it, to me, it felt like if you're going to drive two and a half hours, you're going to Cedar Point or you're going to Joggle Lake. And, and Darien yeah. Lake was probably on the same par as like a Joggle Lake, which is yeah, a, if, again, if we're not, solid tier two. We're not driving that far. And now it's a Six Flags now. I'm looking up Darien Lake right now. Yeah, it's a Six Flags. Where is it located? New York? Darien, New York. Yeah. Which is like south of Buffalo or is it? I don't know. I'm Darien, New York. Hold on. This is this is compelling radio. This is, what, this is me yeah, looking yeah. things up. Yeah. It's it's the next county over from Erie or t- like a county and a half over. Yeah. It's so, but it was tiny. still, it was a get in a car, car ride. Yeah. And when you have little kids, you either like, if you so you're going to invest that time. You know, we would typically go west because we had family in Ohio, and we would go to Jog Lake or Cedar Point. However, our go-to in New York, because we like to go to Niagara Falls, and we would go to wherever that was, uh, uh, Grand Island, New York, which mm-hmm. is, again, it's an island in the in Niagara River. Um, Fantasy Island was a cool one. And it was because it was this weird, it was definitely a solid Tier 2, maybe a Tier 3. <laughs> <laughs> but it had like it had shows and it had like there were some cool things about it. It did not have thrill rides. It had like the carnival rides. It had the mouse trap. I don't even think it had a proper roller coaster. Um, but when you're trapped on an island in the Niagara yeah. River, it was like an oasis. So. Yep. Steve, uh, Darien Lake, you may have been up there. It used to have a ton of music. They have a big amphitheater. That's why I was trying to think. I don't ever remember going there for the rides, but now I remember going for like a concert. I think I went and saw like a festival there or something because for some reason. Oh yeah, that, and all the '80s metal bands used to play there. Yeah, like, maybe that's why. On their way up and on their way down. Maybe <laughs> like, <laughs> you could go see Great White at the Darien Lake or whatever. Um, so, anyways, uh, so talking about so we so we did Cedar Point. It was great, totally worth the trip. Um, you know, what, one of the things I'll throw out there, so talking about summer and summer vacation and, and going on this, is that it, it certainly brought back a lot of memories to me going to go into the uh, going to Cedar Point. So I just wondered, did you have any anything that stood out from you from any of our vacations growing up, whether it be, you know, going to Fantasy Island or uh, at Grand Island or going to Cedar Point or just, well, you know. We were, a lot of this came up when we were hanging out in Erie. We just would sit out back, have a couple of glasses of liquor, and, and start reminiscing. Well, the one that I don't remember it, but Dad clearly remembered it enough that when I won the breakdancing contest at, at Chuck E. Cheese when I was like six, five or six, when we went to Florida the first time when we were real, like I was, like I said, it was my first time to Disney. We drove down. I don't remember anything from the car ride except like laying in the back. Because it was, you know, the 80s and no one cared about child safety. And I'm pretty sure, like, Dad was either smoking, like, just flicking cigarettes out the window. And we drove to Florida, and I apparently won a breakdancing contest at Disney. But the one that I, I still have so, a picture uh, of. So that, that true statement, um, you probably don't remember it because of PTSD. Probably. So we drove in our 79 
Oldsmobile station wagon with the Sweet. with the faux with the faux wood. It wasn't actually wood. It was supposed to make look like a woody, but it was just a decal. The family uh, truckster. Yeah, yeah, and and it had the plastic. It wasn't leather, and it wasn't. Uh. It was the plastic seats Ugh. on the inside that you would stick to in the heat. So we drove from Erie, Pennsylvania to to Daytona Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. which is. <laughs> 2,100 miles. I'm the oldest, so I'm in, I think that was sixth grade. I think it was June. So that would have been June of, what, sixth grade? How old are you in sixth grade? Typically like 12? Yeah, I was 13. So you were like five. Jen's like nine or 10. And the three of us in the backseat of that car are short shorts sticking to the, like that plastic. (laughs) The window's down because dad's chain smoking. Well, he may, you know what? He might not have been smoking then. I think he might have not. We may have worn him out at that point. No, I think he. Well, he was. Not, I think he might have been smoking on the DL. Uh, okay. That was the other thing that came out of our trip that he smoked on the DL for a long time, <laughs> without anybody knowing. But I'm anyways, sure. but it was so freaking hot because you had to drive through. Like it was June, and driving through the Carolinas was hot. Driving through Georgia was hot. We had the, the air, the AC in that Oldsmobile wasn't great. So we had the windows down. And maybe it didn't even have AC. Like, and maybe that was part of the problem. Which we had yeah, it, right. the windows down. Your, your your skin is sticking to these seats. It was not an enjoyable trip for a twelve year old, a nine year old, and a five year old no. to drive. What was it? I think we did it in three days. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's about eleven hundred miles from Erie to Orlando. Okay, but we went to Daytona Beach. But regardless, but we went to Disney, didn't we? But we didn't stay there. We oh, stayed in okay. Daytona Beach. So then we got to Daytona Beach. That's where we stayed at the. Uh, oh man, uh-huh. this would be this would be for money. Um, we had that little efficiency hotel, like it was a yep. motel. And we all pool. stayed in it in the pool. I, I remember Steve. That's basically where I learned how to swim. I remember Dad just sitting on the stairs, and he goes, "Okay," and I would just jump in, and I would swim back to him, and he would lift me out, put me on the side, jump back in, swim to the side. I did it over and over again. That's, I, there's a picture of me sliding down like the the handrail, like the the little guide rail that you use oh, to get yeah. in. There's a picture of me sliding down, and I remember that's that's all I did. Like you guys wanted to do other stuff, and that's all I really wanted to do was swim. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all I wanted to do was go to Disney. So then we drove, and I was like, "Hey, here we are!" But we were on the coast. We're in Daytona. We're like, we're gonna get a one day pass to go to Disney. So it means we had to get up at like I don't know early. Five o'clock in the morning and drive. Uh, how far you got if you have it up? So nope. How far right. is it from Daytona Beach to Orlando? It's got to be right. two hours. I just minimized it. So vamp. <laughs> so so, but you know when you're a kid, like driving to Ohio, like driving to Cedar Point to me was like the longest trip ever when I was yeah. when we were a kid. So driving from Daytona Beach to Orlando, it might not have been that far, but man, it felt like it was far. And we did that it in is. one day. 56 or 55 miles. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. It felt like it was like three hours. Like right, now, make it. right now with traffic, it would take you 56 minutes to get from Daytona Beach <laughs> so, to Disney World. It's funny how your kid memories work, right? So it's in my head, it was like, oh my god, we got to get in the car again. After driving three days, we got to get in the car again and then go to Orlando. And then we did, and it was like, we bought the one day pass. We had one shot at it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure mom was con- like convinced, like we're getting every dime. And we stayed for the whole, what is it? The, the, the light, what do they call it? The magic light parade at the yeah. end. And like, we did the whole thing. 
in one day and probably just to knock us out so we slept the 55 miles back to daytona yeah and but, i'm sure we did too and sure. then you get done with a vacation like that which was a ton of fun like we were right on the water and uh oh man it was the, Is that the, name of the, the aruba jellyfish the, the aruba inn that was the name of it look it up it was the aruba inn um did you get stung by a jellyfish? No, I stepped on a dead one, and I thought I got stung, and I like freaked out. Oh yeah, and there was there was a Portuguese man of war. Like, so he did that. It was a re- it was an awesome. Like that was our first time that we had left like the tri-state area for a vacation, and it resolved mom and dad to be like, next if we can't afford to fly to Florida, we're not going to Florida. <laughs> like. The fact that our family survived that trip intact is amazing because Dude, I, th- I think you're right. This looks like this looks like the place, the Aruba Inn. Oh, I'm right. I should have done a dollar bet. You should have done a dollar. But I was five, dude. I don't remember the name of yeah. the place that we went. We stayed like I thought we stayed in friggin' Orlando. I didn't know we were Daytona Beach. I do no, remember like going said, to the ye old ye old prison or whatever that was in Jacksonville. Do you remember the one where we got the pictures taken of us, like behind bars? All right, like I'm going to do a dollar bet on this, but it was the old jail in St. Augustine. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm not doing a dollar bet on that, Steve. This is literally recollections of things that happened to me when I was five years old. Right. What happened to you when you were five? I don't know. We moved. It was, it was like the 70s. We moved. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. What happened in uh, 1977? How old are you now? Uh, um. What year were you born? I don't know. 72. Anyways. 72. Yeah, so 1977, like a year before the first Star Wars came out, Steve. <laughs> no, that was the year. No. Wasn't Star Wars 78? No, it was 77. That's okay. a dollar bet. No. That's not a dollar bet if you already told me the answer. All right, fair enough. You have to goad me into right, these so, things, man. All right. My favorite, and I don't know why this, this so this vacation, I, I remember vividly, and I don't I remember, it was, it was super cool. So this is the same one we're in Daytona Beach, and the thing I remember most—not most—the thing, the thing that I got, one of my prized possessions, came from this trip. Oh boy! It was a rookie card. It was a gray. You remember the half T-shirts that you had in back in the back in the eighties? You could have the half shirt. Steve, you're breaking like, up. Oh, really? Yeah. It just went, like, modulated for a second. Huh. All right. I wonder if that Try- was... All right, good. You're good now. It was okay. weird. It, like, it went real tingy, and then you, like, broke up, and I only got, like, a third of the word. So continue. Sorry. Right. A gray half right. shirt? Is that what you're do, talking do, about? Do, yeah, yeah. But not only that, it was my... I remember begging mom and dad because I wanted this. I wanted this. It was a gray half shirt that said Daytona Beach Bikini Inspector. <laughs> it was hands down like I have. I, I need to dig out. The, I need to dig out the picture of it because it was awesome. I'm sure. And it's, 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 it's it sounds only half as good as it actually was. Sure. A gray half shirt that says Daytona Beach Bikini Inspector. I'm pretty sure you wore it under your football jersey. Pretty oh my sure god, you, I did. You're you right. Used to, you used to wear it under your football jersey because yeah. I thought it was cool too. And I remember taking a T-shirt and cutting it off at the middle. <laughs> see, see, that's the problem that I had growing up. Is that you were such a dumpster fire, but I looked up to you because you're my older brother, and I tried to emulate all the stuff. And everyone would turn to look at me like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Like my brother did it. Like your brother's a tool. Like yeah, I know now. Wait, but, but, 
There's nobody who could criticize a Daytona Beach bikini inspector. Sure, half Steve. Shirt. Just it, like how cool it, you were that you had your co-ed naked volleyball T-shirt like in college. That was so cool that I tried to steal that too. And by the time I got to college, those things were so played out that it was like a barbed wire tattoo. <laughs> oh, oh, that one stung, didn't it? Yeah, that did sting a little bit. That For was, those listeners who don't uh, know, one of Steve's first tattoos. What? It was your first one, wasn't it? It was. It was a barbed wire around his ankle. Like he's a friggin' sales manager at Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I, I evolved from that. Anyways. <laughs> so Daytona Beach was a great vacation. <laughs> but so I actually won a breakdancing contest? Yes. So we went to Chuck E. Cheese. I remember and that. That was the first time we've ever been to Chuck E. Cheese, and it was amazing. And they sure. had a little thing. We went up, and, and, and they did it by age, I believe. And you went up, and you won the five-year-old bracket, which Damn was right. like, I don't I remember know. remember getting you, a buttload you, of tokens. It was like you and one other, other kid. Oh, yeah, you got like 50 tokens or something. I was so jealous. Yeah. I was like, mm. Pretty But sure I didn't want to dance. I just wanted to sit back, look cool with my half shirt on. Your half shirt on and your mullet. Yeah, you had, have a you full had, mullet in You grade. had such a good mullet. Yeah, you did, did. Steve. It was a good, good big quality. It was curled. Didn't you get it permed at one point in time? I, I did. There was well, a perming. There some was of a, my favorite. Some do of we my need to unpack pictures. the mullet situation? Probably. Right. It's either that or the Guido stash with the blue black 127. By the, by the way, 29. Your, your son has your mustache. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> he Charlie totally does. Your, Charlie he totally does. He does. We were sitting there, and I just turned to Aaron, and Aaron looks at me and looks at Charlie. He goes, she, "He has your brother's mustache." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I noticed." Yeah, yeah, that was there. I was like, "I was so cool because I had it when I was like before everybody else. I started to sprout the chest hair before everybody else, and then yep. the mustache really never got Tom Selleckish. <laughs> no, it no, was, it didn't. It was uh, very, very, very thin and pencily. It was Gomez Adams esque." Well, that's why, I, that's why I have such a weird variety of pictures saved on my phone. So when I bring up stories like that, everyone's like, nuh-uh, that's stupid. Your brother would never dye his hair blue-black 127. And I pull it up, and I show it to him, and you have your, your Guido stash and your blue-black. You're like comb-over goth kid, blue-black 127 hair. Like, oh, my God. And then it, you scroll through, and then there's the Martin Blank. You leaning on my shoulder, and I'm leaning, and Jen's leaning on my shoulder with her giant, like, five-inch poof off her head. And then I'm dressed, I'm dressed like Alex P. Keaton in, like, my young Republicans Oh, khaki, yeah. I think you're wearing a cardigan with a tie. No, yeah. no, I'm wearing a blazer, but it's khakis with a blue blazer and a tie. Yeah, we're dumpster fires. Yeah, yeah. Eh. All right. Um, oh, we should move on. I was going to bring up, uh, I was going to bring up Punderson, but, uh. That's a whole nother. That could be another. Uh, we'll pull thing. that pull that scab off. Yeah, I yeah. Think, we're not, we're gonna go ahead. Did you ever hear the story about when I had too much to drink with Patrick and Tommy and Mike at Punderson, and we tried it? We snuck onto the beach, and then we tried to build a campfire with wet woods. I was with, with you. Wet, I was oh, with you. That's when I peed in the corner of the. I, I slept walk into the corner of the cabin. I peed in the corner, and Jen yelled at me because we were sharing a room. So I stumbled out the front door. The door locked behind me when I was in my bare feet. And I had to walk up to the main manor and walk in and explain to the kid why I was wandering out of the, the, the cabins at 2 o'clock in the morning and why I was barefoot. And I had to come back down. And Dad, Dad, I think Dad got heard me. Got up to go look, go to the bathroom, and just looked at me. He goes, "Yeah, good job." And I just turned around and went back to bed. <laughs> so, for listeners out there, we say Punderson. What Punderson is? It's a state park somewhere in oh, south of Cleveland. Is like, like Stu- I would, Steubenville. 
It's right by Steubenville. In, in Ohio. That we used to go. There was a golf course there. It was not too far from Geauga Lake. Yeah. It was central to all of our all of our family um, on, on our mom's side. And we could go rent these cabins. And we would rent these cabins. And it would, like, the adults would party. The kids would play by the pool. And we used to go there when we were younger. But then we went there one time. I think it was the only time we went, like, when we were, like, out of college. Like, I think grew was, up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we, went there grown, we went there with grown adults. Because I think Janine and I were there, and Vince was there. And I think she was pregnant with Maya at the time. Maybe. But we ended up, yeah, We now that we're grown up, this, we're at this park that we used to hang out when we were, like, in our, you know, tween years and, and all that. Yeah. And now we go back, like, hey, let's go, let's go you know, down to the beach, make a fire and all that. And it was... Because I remember, like, Tommy goes, well, what if our parents find us? I was like, dude, you're 22. Like, what are you worried about? And he goes, oh, that's a good point. And we went down, and I think it was, like, slightly raining. And we are like, this is a matter of principle now. And we tried to, like, light a fire for, like, an hour and a half. And it didn't work, but we had brought beers with us, so we just sat there. Because by that time, like, our eyes had adjusted to the darkness, and we could kind of see a little bit enough to have beers. And Right. Yeah, that was fun. That was one of my shining moments. Jen still brings that up from time to time. She goes, remember when you peed in the corner of the cabin? I was like, I was sleepwalking. It's literally like, I, can, I remember like offhand, like two sleepwalking incidents in my entire life. And which is surprising because I drank a lot in college. So I thought that would happen a lot more. But that was, <laughs> that was one of my worst. Because it was with our family, too. Like, it was just like, everybody looks, oh, I heard you pissed in the corner last night. Like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Moved around so fast. But nice. yes. Yeah. So I think that's a good a good segue, and I don't I don't I don't want to go into a. Uh... <laughs> what are you segueing to? Other peeing stories? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I meant talking about uh, fun vacation stories coming yeah. off. Is a good you know it's it's we're halfway through summer already, which is crazy. Um, and in this one, I didn't want to go too deep into the you know uh, on these in the past twenty two episodes. Typically, you go through some sort of list um, yeah. of like the top movies, but. Um, I just wanted to highlight a couple of things, and then there's a couple of things I know with Comic Con going on this week, and and there's some other stuff coming out that I want to get into. So, um, but talking about like the idea of renting a cabin or renting a house, or you know going on going to Florida, going to the beach on vacation, I think for me there's a couple of movies that stand out like that. Just they're they're classics. Um, I think the one they all have in common is John Candy, right? Because he was okay. in. Summer Rental, which I mean, Candy in that remo- in that movie reminds me a little bit of our dad. Sure, <laughs> like mum, sure. like, like the, the the deadpan, like yep. under his breath, comedy. Um, the that one where they like he gets all sunburn, and and the um, he does the man on the end of his rope very well. And that's what they always yeah. seem to yeah. have dad to the end, and then he'll pull himself back and really push him out. He's just like biting his lip and just kind of like, God oh, damn it, kids. Like, that's what, when I watched, I don't know if you watch the Goldbergs, but Murray Goldberg kind of reminds me of dad, too. Like, not not to a certain, but just the way he calls everybody morons and stuff. Like, that never explicitly <laughs> called us a moron. But he would just give you that kind of shaking nod of approval, like, well, at least you didn't hurt yourself. Like, just come on. Like, I, I still remember when. The one, the one wedding we were at, and I was like 18, and I was sneaking drinks. And he came over, and he grabbed it out of my hand, and he took a sip of it. And he just goes, "God damn it! Don't tell your mother!" And just walked away. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. He was mad, but he wouldn't stop no. you. That was no, funny. no, because he was impressed that at least was I was having rum and coke, so he couldn't tell immediately. Like, right. 
why did someone else? Why didn't you just go get your own Coke? I'm like, oh, they were going up. They were just getting it for me. <laughs> snatches it out of my hand. And he takes a sip. God damn it. Don't tell your mother. I was like, okay, I won't. Yeah. So, so summer rental, great. Like the, the scene with the cooler on the beach. See, like, I don't really remember summer rental as much. Because wasn't that R-rated? It, I, I remember Great Outdoors more because Great Outdoors definitely is not R-rated. And so that was on that HBO set where it was just run continuously when we were kids. And, like, dude, to the point so much so that Chris Young, that plays his son, when he's waiting to go meet, is it Elizabeth? It was, Summer Reynolds was PG. Was it? I don't yeah. remember that one as much then. But when he's, when he's going to meet the girl while John Candy's trying to eat the old 96er, he wears his watch backwards, and he's, like, chewing on his fingers, and he does this cool where he flips his wrist up and he looks at it. Like, that movie affected me so much that from the time I started wearing watches to the time I stopped wearing watches, I wore them backwards. Nice. Like, turned around that the, the thing was facing inside on the wrist. Just because it always felt weird to jut your elbow out and turn your wrist up like that, where you could just <laughs> right the inside of your wrist. What do you want? And the old 96er, was, that was, that's a classic scene at any movie, yep. right? Where you eat the 96-pound steak and the whole <laughs> table's meal is free. There's nothing left on, this, on the plate but gristle and fat. you got to eat the gristle. <laughs> <laughs> and is that, we've over, is, that, is that our summer rental, the one where he buys the ridiculously fast? Oh, no, Dan Aykroyd rents the ridiculously fast speedboat and drags John Candy all over the lake. And, <laughs> exactly. That, more, more of our dad in there a little bit, I think. Like Who's the girl? We were Renfrey and I were actually talking about this at at his son's birthday party. Who was the girl that he was going to meet? Was it Elizabeth Shue? In in summer rental? No, in no, Great Outdoors. In great Outdoors. Oh, I have no idea. Cool. I heard you typing on a keyboard. I was like, oh, maybe he's looking stuff up on IMDb that he can pull up Great Outdoors real quick. But apparently, yeah, I pulled up summer rental first. Okay. Jerky. Um, yeah, I don't know how I'd find it if I looked down through here. Um, Just look at the young girl in the cast list, man. It's not Connie Ridley. It wasn't Annette Benning. No, it wasn't Annette Benning. Hey, it may have been Annette Benning. Chris Young. Lucy Deakins? No. Is she the waitress? Nancy Leehand? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. All right. Um, and then, of course, National Lampoon. Wasn't, didn't Candy... This isn't going to be a thing. Wasn't, didn't Candy... Wasn't Candy... They, didn't he do a... A cameo in one of the National Lampoon vacation movies. Yeah, he's the security guard at the end of the first one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. He re- he re- he revises a, a character. I think it was either from I don't think it was from Saturday Night Live, but from SCTV or Second City that he used to do like a real nervous. The that's supposed to be Lewis Tully. The the character that he's doing at the end of Vacation is what Rick Moranis's character in Caddyshack was supposed to be. It's supposed to be that awkward, you know what I mean? Like that yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you You can see the parallels with the hair and the, the, the way he talks and the glasses and stuff like that, that kind of nebbish New Yorker. Because that was the, the Rick Moranis character in Ghostbusters was originally written for John Candy. And, like, that's all the old other characters are written for, like, John Belushi and all those guys. So... But that was something happened. I watched the two hour documentary of the making of Vacation and they talk about the test audiences. It, they never made it in the original cut to Wally World. And the, the audiences were furious. Like, what do you mean? We just watched this family go through absolute hell for 90 minutes and they don't even make it there. 
or it was closed that they didn't they didn't get into the park so they rewrote the whole end and they needed somebody to come in and John Hughes was such a fan of John Candy that they called him and was like yeah he's like I'll come in and reshoot and they reshot that whole end sequence of when they hold him up and then take him on all the rides and and all that stuff that that documentary the 2 hour of the making of vacation is one of my favorite behind the scenes cuz that's oh, what really? they they just drove Steve. There was like a caravan of like 60 trucks, like all the cast, all the crew. They just drove across the country. Like there was no way you could green screen that shit, man. Like if you're right. at the like a Monument Park in Arizona, you have to shoot in Monument Park or you have to do it in front of like a matte painting, which looks like crap. So they all just got up and they just drove across the country and shot every what every day every two days in these major places to look the the story of the stunt driver who jumps the family truckster is one of my they they talk about it he goes and he bets everybody that would take it he was like i bet you i can hit this x and it was like 70 yards or something and everyone was like no way are you getting this non-reinforced <laughs> like it was it was just a car in the Steve. vista cruiser yeah the family truckster but it was, the, it was a the Vista Cruiser was the actual car. was what he was supposed to get, and he got the family truckster that had the stupid four eye or the eight eyes oh, and the right. eight headlights right. yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't like it was a piecemeal car that they put together, but they didn't like specialize it to make this jump. And they were all like, "Dude, there's no way you're getting this car to jump this far." And he had like a seatbelt and a helmet, and he was like smoking <laughs> a cigarette while he did it. And he went out and he drew, he drew an X in the sand. Like where he was going to land the car, and he landed directly on it. And then he awesome. just he gets out and like flicks his cigarette and was walked up to everybody and collected his money. It was just like it, it, apparently it's some like legendary stunt performer. But you want to hear some great stories? Like if you could ever, if I could ever time travel, like in High Fidelity, he talks about your top five occupations of if if time and, and place mm-hmm. and all that wasn't and that i would love to work on national lampoon vacation just because of the stories that they tell and how great it was so and i want to be a myth buster right whatever that's well and topic. and hughes did great outdoors did he yeah he oh, wrote it okay okay did he directed so, too no uh howard dutch deutsch deutsch and then yeah. carl reiner did summer rental he directed it. Okay. So anyways, John see, Candy you, is the unifying force across those uh Well, those see, movies. you can, you know, you can actually use what you just said as to get a springboard. Like Rob Reiner did Summer Rental. He also did Stand By Me, which is probably one of the greatest summer movies ever made. Oh, yeah. Like, you want to talk about a perfect confluence of a Stephen King script, an unbelievable cast, and a, and a, dire- and a, a solid director all coming together to create one of those timeless movies that I still love to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Someone asked me if they're like, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, and I didn't bat an eye, I said, Pez, cherry-flavored Pez, no question. And they just went, what? And I was like, you never saw Stand By Me, did you? And they were like, <laughs> no, we didn't. Is that a line from it? I was like, yeah, exactly. Someone asked him that question. It's Jerry O'Connell, the fat kid. And he right. goes, if you, could eat one, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life. He just doesn't bat an eye, doesn't hesitate. He goes, Pez, cherry-flavored Pez, no question. <laughs> so Moving bad. on. Moving on. Yeah, so that is a great. I mean, are there any 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 other good? You just brought up a great one. Any other good summer movies? Um, Jaws. Oh yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot. Like when I used to do a podcast with 
my my buddy Renfrey and Dave Bullis, we did one on summer movies, and like I kind of bring up would bring up most of the same ones: Days and Confused, mm-hmm. Last Day of Summer. Like that's one of those ones that kind of just epitomizes that feeling you get when you're in, still in school, but it's the last day, and no one really gives a crap, and you know there's going to be a big party that night. And then the other one, I always, we talked about summer camp for Steve, Wet Hot American Summer. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it immediately. No, I've watched, yeah, I, watched, I think I watched the first season of it. No, which, the movie. The movie was the, there was a movie originally. Oh, and that's right. That's right. Back. Yeah, yeah. The story about them making that, dude, look that up. They, they found an old camp that had just recently got shut or it was shut for the summer. And they basically just rented it out and everybody lived there. So all the cast and crew lived in these cabins and just stayed and partied and then got up and worked and then partied and then stayed up and or like got up and worked and then partied. And it was like it's basically the equivalent of those adult summer camps now, which I still want to try. There's a couple <laughs> in my area that it's just like, you want to leave your kids for four or five days and come enjoy summer camp with booze? I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> But that's what they, they – it's just like basically all the stuff you remember as a child, camping and, and, and campfires and telling stories and talent shows and biking, and, but with booze. I'm like, that sounds awesome. That does oh. sound awesome. Right? So, but, yeah, that's what Hot American Summer. But then, you, Paul, then, that, then that evokes – to me, camp movies evokes – that's meatballs, right? Me, meatballs too, man. Let's not forget <laughs> that one. With the alien? What was the, the alien. alien's name? Meatball, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was uh, – was it Chumhead or I forget what it is? Oh, what is his name? Oh man, Meatwad. Okay. No, no, no Meatwad. Meat that's uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes. Right. Uh, Meathead. That was close. His name was Meathead. Oh, Meatballs. Wait, no, that's sorry. Me- meatballs too. What a terrible movie that was. Why do they not even have Richard? Ivan Reitman. Yeah, that was that Bill Murray and. That was the first one. And that was basically just Bill Murray being Bill Murray. I I think that was the one that they didn't even know if he was actually going to show up until he just showed up the first day. Like, everyone was, like, concerned. They're like, oh, man, Bill Murray's not going to show up. We're not going to have any movie. And then he showed up and just his character is great. I forget what his name is, though. I haven't seen that. Tripper. I haven't seen that movie in a long time either, yeah. so I can't vouch for how good it is still. But I remember having fond memories yeah, of it it's when Murray. I was a kid. Like it's yeah. like he's just he's he's just doing himself, but he's you know being the cool kind of funny camp yeah. counselor guy. So which uh, to kind of wrap this up. So we watched, and the kids been really, and they watched it on the flight home from the East Coast, and then we watched it again last night. Um, is Ready Player One? And I, and I bring it up not because of the, the quality of the movie, more so that there is a lot of pop culture references in there to movies that my kids haven't seen because sure. and, and not for my lack of trying, but they they I, you know it's one of those things like, oh, those are old movies, right? So I think I can use Ready Player One. And what I told them last night I was like, all right, you guys are getting a summer movie list. Right, you've got <laughs> half your summer left, right? Just like you would get uh, reading assignments, and these are these are movies. They don't have to be summer movies, but these are movies that I want my kids to see before the end of summer. Okay, right? like like this is this is like during the day when it's raining and you have nothing to do, wa- watch one of these movies. I'm going to make a list, but I want your help on the list. We can either we can maybe start it on this one and we can finish it, or we can just we can we can see how this goes. But the first one. 
that they reference pretty heavily in Ready Player One is Breakfast Club. Yep. Kids have sure. not seen now. Understandable, they're like they're just right at the cusp where you know Breakfast, like where they can go from like a Ready Player One to Breakfast Club and make it. It's 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 a they're they're teenagers now, right? So yeah, but well, yeah, probably see, but like the reason that it resonates is because they're it's that that angst you go through towards. Like, Maya's what, a freshman? Or going to be a she's freshman? She's going to be a sophomore. Oh, she's going to be a sophomore. All right. She's so, young yeah. for a sophomore, but she's, yeah, she's going to be a yeah, sophomore. Yeah, that, that, that's about right. It's, that's just a little bit, I don't know. It's, that's some of the stuff you go through, like, junior and senior year when you're really trying to find your identity. You're just fumbling through high school at that point. Like, when you're going right. into your sophomore year, you're just trying not to get killed and trying to get a foothold in the way your classes and stuff are. You don't really start worrying about, like, the the socio-political crap that you fall into, like cliques and all that stuff, until, like, junior and senior year. Right. But, yeah, sure. The problem is you're going to run into is what do they go get at a Bender's locker? What are they doing? Why are, all they, why are they dancing? Like, how are they smoking in school? Like, a lot on, of that we, stuff. I live in Washington State. Like, uh, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> like, that's, that's not, a, that's not an issue. About, forgot about that. Um, so I got Breakfast Club on there. Um they probably Dude, like, say anything. I don't know. No, they'll they'll find that boring. Yeah, I think you're right. <coughs> they will. So, they'll find it dull. Like, see, I mean, even we love the movie, and it's a little dull. A little bit. And, like, all the jokes and stuff are going to be a little bit dated. Yeah. But, um, all right, but that, so, go, but give me, give me a cue. Give me a, which one? Ghostbusters? Yeah, the they've original? seen it. They've seen okay. the original. Were you talking about Cusack stuff that they should watch? No, no, I'm just talking about any 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 summer movie. One Crazy that... Summer. They might like that just because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, something where it's it's kind of ingrained in like pop culture, and they won't realize uh-huh. it. And then when they watch it, they'll be like, "Oh, that's where that's from." Like I had to force them to watch Spaceballs. <laughs> I had to force them to watch Private Eyes. Like, it, like I'm gonna have, there's gonna be some forcing going on here. I think they'll sure. like Breakfast Club. Um, I'm just trying to think I all the references. I feel like a Cusack movie should be in there, like One Crazy Summer, Better, or off, better dead. off Dead. One of those two. I yeah. said One Crazy Summer, and you just completely glossed over it. That's what I said. I, I, said I came back to it. <laughs> but like the only problem I have is that Cusack. No, One it. Crazy Summer because it's a summer movie would be good. There you go. Yeah, Better Off Dead's not. That's a school year. He's skiing on one ski. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, One, one Crazy Summer is great. And it's just it's just ridiculous enough, and it's not really. It, there's not a lot of pop culture stuff in that, I don't think. So you want you want summer movies that they have to watch? Like no, but this is like stuff like I feel like they has they Maya would... ever seen Jaws? No. There you go. Charlie saw Char- it. I know Charlie has from his class, but yeah, Jaws. Like any like there's, there's um... Stand by Me, Sandlot. Uh, Sandlot's yeah. a good one. Sandlot's timeless, man. But they, yeah. Charlie's not. Charlie's a Boy Scout. He's not really a. Does he play baseball? He Maya did. Him, softball, him and Michael played. But Sandlot would be good. Yeah. Like, what are the must-haves for, like, early high school? That from when we were like, I'm just trying. To, like, so Jaws, of course. Like, they. I, I tried to get like can't, can't, Back to the Future wait. was big. Back to the Future was big and Ready Player sure. One, and they've only ever seen the first one. Well, yeah. Listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of stuff that they referenced in Ready Player One. Right. That they might be interested enough. Like they probably haven't seen The Shining and don't get that oh, whole sequence. 
That was no. That was the uh, that was the other one that came out of it. That's a good point. So the shining. That's not. It's not the shining in the book. It is can't buy me love. Like that's he had to change it. it like it's it, maybe it's not. It, it's something that it, it's something ridiculous that he had to change in order to get the rights to it, and they wanted to do something a little bit more iconic. But in the book, it's not. Fudge. I'm not going to remember what it is. I forget what the, the... In the book, he has to recreate... Oh, no, it's War Games, I think. I don't know. Hold on. Let me look it oh, up. Oh, they have to recreate the whole thing? It's word for word. It's war, like, yeah, it's War Games. It's, that's not it? in the movie. Yeah. No, no, no. They changed it to The Shining. Yeah. That's because they could they could get access because it was whatever Spielberg works for now has access to all the old Kubrick stuff. So they're like, oh, right, well, let's just pick The Shining because it's right. a little bit a little bit more iconic visually. Yeah, like yep. War Games so, is just dated now, but well, we watched that recently. So they, <laughs> they, there's some of those, and they love the Matrix. We they watched the Matrix for the first time within yep. the last month, like in June. We watched the Matrix. They really like that. So, so good, so All right, good. So, Stu, did you remember me talking about my Keanu Renaissance and how awesome a person he is? Did you see the newest story that came out about him when he was driving to the set of Bill and Ted's Three? Uh-uh. So this this girl's been following him on social media, and like on every time he posts something, he just he she says you're breathtaking to him over and over again. Well, he, she found out that they're actually shooting right by her house, so she had a sign made and put it on her front yard just in case he would drive by on the way to set. And it, all it says is you're breathtaking. It doesn't say hey Keanu, you're breathtaking anything. It just says you're breathtaking. He stopped. Keanu Reeves was driving to set. Got out, picked the sign up, signed it, put like a whole message on it. Says like, "You're breathtaking. Don't let any blah 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 blah." Put it back in the ground and drove off. Didn't say anything to anybody. She went out. She was like, "Oh, some son of a bitch vandalized my sign," and it was a, 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 like a message from Keanu Reeves about like he heard her talking, like doing this over and over again on social media, and finally caught wind of it and stopped on his way to set and signed it for. Her. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, F you. Anybody questions his acting ability or his crappy accent at the beginning of Bram Stoker's Dracula, screw you. (laughs) I freaking love Keanu. And I heard he's great in Toy Story 4. Aaron Aaron took Brody to go see it because I had to work yesterday. and It was 100 degrees, so she was like, all right, we need to get somewhere where he doesn't want to go outside. So she said he was great. His name's like Boom something. He's like a Canadian. He's the Canadian. Yeah, he's a Canadian Buzz Lightyear. All right, so I need... And they, they saw The Outsiders and they liked it. Uh, <laughs> the Outsiders? The greaser? Like, the old one? What's wrong with The Outsiders? I don't know. Was it T.S. T.S. Eliot? No. <laughs> T. I mean, who, who, who wrote it? S.E. Hinton? N.C. Hinton. I knew it was a two, two initial and then a name afterwards. Yeah, yeah. T.S. Eliot. That's great. No. But, um, but, yeah, really? Gerald the Outsiders? Tolkien wrote it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's three. <laughs> Three initials. I'm looking pick. at my I'm looking at my outsiders poster right here. Anyways, um, so I want to give them six. We got Breakfast Club, we have Better Off Dead or One Crazy Summer pick. We have Jaws, mostly for Maya because Charlie's seen it. Sandlot or Stand by Me, The Shining. I'm taking Back to the Future off the list just because they've seen yeah. the first one. Yeah. So I need one. Give me one more movie one that cra- is an older movie summer. like or hmm? Wet Hot American Summer. Dazed and confused. No. Can't can't hardly wait. Um, who can't hardly? That's a little old for them. Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Can't find me love. The way way back. The way way back. You ever I see want, that? I, it needs to be like it needs to be like an eighties movie. Ugh. 
or ninety. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's got to be an older movie they wouldn't watch. It's going to be another. It's like the classics, but our classics, not like what meatballs. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh man, (laughs) meatballs part two. Ernest goes space camp. Space camp. Come on, we need something that's going to be like. All right. If it wasn't in Ready Player One, it could have been in Ready Player One. That's the vibe I'm going for here. <laughs> okay, it's very specific. Nerdy. It's got to be. It's got to be nerd-ish. Um, yeah, you can show him Revenge of the Nerds and see how sexual assault was handled in the eighties. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna pull on that thread, Steve. No, God, the eighties were no. messed up. That guy pretty much. Pretended to be somebody else that sex with that girl. Like, yeah, it's called assault now. I'm pretty yeah, sure you'd go to jail. That's not good. Mm. How about Goodwill good. Hunting? It's not really a summer movie. No, it's not. No, that's great. It's a great movie. And every yeah, time we, I want to I I have another, a whole other conversation about that. I don't want to. I just what? I just watched it again and I want to talk about it, but not on this not on this podcast. I will bring up the story every time until everybody knows it. That the, when he talks about in in Goodwill Hunting, where him and Matt Damon are in the therapy session, and he talks about his wife farting in her sleep was completely made up by Robin Williams on the spot to break the tension. Because if Matt Damon laughing that hard about his wife farting in, the, yeah. farting in her sleep, watch the, watch the scene again, because if you look closely, you see the camera shaking slightly because the cameraman's laughing hysterically. Because it was completely like it, Robin Williams was sitting there and they asked him afterwards why. And he said, because it just didn't feel like he would, that's, they would continue to pull at this thread if he knew how emotional he was. Like this is the way they bonded over those sequence of therapy sessions. Robin Williams said it didn't feel right. I needed to do something to endear themselves to each other and to break up the... And so he brought up the story about his wife farting in her sleep. So good. I miss Robin Williams. Yeah, that whole movie. Like I said, I just watched it. It was like I was flipping through the, on the plane, and it came on, and I watched. It's like two hours and twenty minutes. Only, and I was coming back from Vegas, so I watched half of it, and then I watched the second half last night. And so, but I want to do. I want to do a whole other thing on it. Talk about the new Kevin Smith movie. Talk about what they announced oh. at Comic Con. Do we want to segue into that, Steve? Because no, did I, you I, watch I, the trailer to that? Yeah, it looked funny. I'm in. It did. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think it looked funny at all. Like I didn't laugh. Like don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to bash him. And like I really like Kevin Smith. It's just that didn't look funny. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just cynical. Most of the time, it, his trailers are underwhelming to begin with, and the movies are funny just because they have dialogue in it. But right. dick and dick and fart jokes aren't. I don't know if like I've gotten older now. This is now that I'm forty. Like dick and fart jokes don't work as well. Like they still laugh. I, like they still work on me. I'm not trying to be elitist about it, but I don't know. It's just that one rubbed me the wrong way. I just I didn't. Uh, yeah, maybe I need to rewatch. It. I just watched it. Oh, it just came out at, at Comic Con. Anyways, um, what do we think about to run out this list? I'm, Roadhouse. Maybe, what? <laughs> Roadhouse. I was thinking Kingpin. Ooh. Yeah, that would open the whole Farrelly Brothers door if you wanted to go down or that way. Back to school with yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. I, you really have to say that to me, Steve. You have to elucidate the, the back to school. Yeah, it was also the guy that was in Christine plays his son. You want, what? What's Rodney Dangerfield's name without looking at it? Uh, something Meyer. Um, no, dollar bet, Steve. I'm no. not looking at it. Thornton Mellon. Oh right. <laughs> yes. He had, the, he had the big and tall shops before they actually existed in real life. Ex- Destination XL did not exist until after Back to School came out. 
something Dude. about Mary. I don't know Crap. why that. I think those are. Uh, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Mm. Well, those are those are summer summer movies. What were the top movies from the eighties? All right. Anyways, I'm going to leave it. This is uh, I can say yeah. Google all day. We can text back and forth and see what we come back. We'll we'll resurface this on a later pod. Um, well, getting back to stuff that came out from Comic Con, did you see the the trailer for it, Chapter Two? I did not. Oh. I didn't see any of the. Tra- I didn't see any of the trailers. Ah, that's why I asked you about this earlier. Like, how how are you going to cover this stuff if you haven't watched any of it? Did you see the Top Gun trailer? I have seen the. I have seen. The, oh, Top Gun! They need to see Top. They need to see Top really? Gun. Really? You really need to show them a bad '80s recruitment video for the Air Force? Yes. Steve, like we have a partial like I, it worked on me just because I was an impressionable, naive child at that point in time. Like I wanted to be a pilot until I realized my my eyesight is horrible and my nerves are atrocious. So I figured I wouldn't be able to fly. But that movie was like I believe it was partially funded by the United States Air Force and they had recruitment stations set up outside the movie like as jingoistic m- macho nonsense as it is like. The new one looks cool. Like, I'm not saying anything about the message of it, but the flying sequences, I don't care if they're militarily incorrect, like the way the formation or the fact that he's still a captain. Like, I think there's a law against him being a captain. Like, he wouldn't legally <laughs> be allowed to be serving still at this point right. in time because it's like 30 years later. But F you, those flying sequences look awesome. Yeah, because the whole they, thing, it, it, it looks good. Like, yeah. uh, you know. Like I said, I'm not going to vouch for the fact that it's not going to be a military recruitment vehicle. Like, now looking back at the old one, it's a ridiculously campy 80s action movie. Like, my favorite line about Top Gun still comes from 30 Rock. Because I think it's when Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon, goes back to her high school reunion. And the drama dude comes up to her and she just he just, with his heavy lisp, he goes, Still think I'm gayer than the volleyball theme from Top Gun? And she just goes, Yeah, I do. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Ah, and he just like runs away real flamboyantly. But that's yeah. Oh, so maybe we do a Top Gun Hot Shots. <laughs> sure. If your kids never seen Naked Gun, like they haven't seen any of those, Steve, and those are wow. those aren't really that dated. Like they're mostly corny jokes. Like it's Leslie Nielsen standing in front of a fireworks factory that's exploding. Goes, there's nothing to see here. Please destroy. <laughs> I feel like these are all comedies except for Jaws and The Shining. There, I think we've got some... There's one joke in Naked Gun that doesn't hold up well. It's like, Steve, do you remember pistachios when they used to have the red dye in the shells? Right. Do you remember when him and, yeah. him, and, him and... They don't do that anymore. They don't dye the shells anymore. So, like, that whole joke of him having red fingers in red, like, up his face when he goes to question the, the one witness <laughs> right. kind of loses the luster. Like, why, why is he in red... Red, yeah. Why are they eating red pistachios? Because they yeah. have color different, so they don't look like almonds. I'm gonna write this and put this on the refrigerator and as a summer movie list. Breakfast Club. We're gonna go one crazy summer. Okay. Jaws, Naked Gun, Stand by Me, Stand by Me, Over and, Sandlot, Stand by Me is just and The Shining. It's just, yeah. You might not like The Shining. It's slow. The Shining's long and slow, and I love yeah. it. It's just because Cooper's a master filmmaker, but I don't know. 
So I decided. Did I tell you I decided to start rereading The Stand on my Chris or on my summer vacation, Steve? Yeah, so I was reading it on my Kindle. Now I bought, I read the abridged version when I was in high school. It was like, like a thousand pages or something. So I decided I'm going to go with the unabridged version because I wanted to figure out what he really wanted to say about all this stuff. So I started rereading it on my Kindle. I got it out from the library, which you can only take an electronic copy out for like a week. And mm. then you have to return the electronic copy, which is stupid. So they took it back. <laughs> so when we were leaving to come back, I ordered it from Amazon just so I would have it when I got back. And I knew what chapter I left off. And I had read it all week, Steve. Like, they went to bed early. I stayed up, had, like, a glass of bourbon and read what I thought was a considerable amount. I was all excited. I thought I was making a dent. Yeah, I read, like, 300 pages. <laughs> 1,347-page book. That's not a dent. No, you, not you, a dent. Not really even a fifth. A dent. I got like a fifth of it. It's so disappointing. But yeah, so I'm rereading that, which is always good in the middle of summer. You talk about apocalypse being spread by sneezing, and you get everybody that's got these stupid summer colds. Like, I was going in places and jumping when people were sneezing. Screw you, Stephen King. Why well, you got to screw <laughs> with my head so much? But that's why, like, I brought up It. Chapter 2 looks so good. Looks the, the casting, I didn't agree with some of the casting immediately. I thought other people would be better. But then they show, like, the kids, and then they, like, they dissolve to, like, the older counterparts. They look exactly like grown-up versions of the kids. It's awesome. I'm so excited for it. All right. So what other – so I, I read I read what they were doing, but I didn't – like, I, didn't, I guess I didn't see any trailers. What else were you excited about? Well, trailer-wise, not – not a whole lot. Like they're they're remaking or they they just signed up with Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in two more Halloween movies with John Carpenter's executive producing or producing mm-hmm. or one of them, which I was excited about because the the remake was actually pretty good. I I didn't have high expectations because the last four what sequels were terrible, but this one actually did pretty well. But I, I, the two ones that I well Marvel's entire slate that they announced. The cha- what do they call it? Chapter four? No, the, Ch- the f- phase four. Phase four, yeah. Phase four has the Eternals, which I think they said is coming first. Which I think the the Eternals are like the the, the cosmic governors of the the galaxy. That they just kind of they're obviously eternal, but it's like uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, Kumon from uh, that movie Stuber. The little kind of awkward Indian dude. But, like, it's... I think they're going to come in and kind of retcon the whole thing. They're going to come in and be like, all right, the humans are getting a little bit above what they're supposed to be doing. But they're doing... uh, They confirmed that Natalie Portman is going to be playing the first female Thor in Thor 4, Love and Thunder. I saw that. But I didn't know if that does that mean is that she coming back and she's going to be with Chris Hemsworth or is she got her is she getting her own Chris movie? Hemsworth apparently is confirmed to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think he's going off to kind of find himself and needs to leave mm. somebody kind of in charge of Earth because Lady Lady Thor exists in the comics. It was something that happened relatively recent that I, I don't know if it was Jane Foster in the comics, but it was a female became the first female Thor. So she might stay here and guard earth he goes he goes off in gallivants but taika watiti's back the guy from the guy that wrote directed the third one that directed ragnarok so i can only imagine what they had and then another one that got completely glossed over that i didn't know that maharshala ali is playing the new blade blade yeah dude like i was kind of hoping wesley would come back but yeah give me a guy that's been nominated for i think two he's won two two Oscars. oscars yeah 
Did he win two or just nominated for one? Or, I know he got nominated twice, but I thought he only I won thought from he Moonlight. Won twice, but um, I thought he won for, whatever. But so yeah, so you're getting name. these Mahershala. It's just how it sounds. I think it's actually pronounced Mahershala, but but yeah, playing Blade. And then like the the one that I the name or the title intrigued me, and they're bringing everybody back. It's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I was like, wait, wait, what? Are they? Please tell me they're doing some kind of weird Lovecraftian multiverse with Scott Derrickson writing and directing again, and Benedict Cumberbatch coming back and playing Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, sign me up. Make it super trippy and dark. Like that's that's what I want out of my Doctor Strange stuff. I don't right. want it to be all shiny and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in on that. Uh, he yeah. he won for Moonlight. Okay. Um, uh, supporting actor and Green Book. He won both. I forgot about Green Book. Probably because it was written by a racist. <laughs> it was. And he got, a, he got a primetime Emmy for uh, True Detective. But I haven't yes, he did. Which I still haven't finished yet. I'm like four or five episodes in. Oh, finished. Steve, you know what another one good about summer? Stranger Things. I, know no, I haven't watched all, it yet. They're not all about summer. I'm only, we're only on episode four. When we were down at, the, down at the beach, I was either reading my book or I watched this. So there's a show on Netflix called Dark. It's a German... I would refer to it as a German Stranger Things about time travel. But instead of focusing around kids, it's around this really bizarre town in Germany that was like built too close to a nuclear plant. And there was about time travel and stuff. Dude, it's really, really good as long as you don't mind subtitles. But oh, wow. Between, between Chernobyl, you know, about right. a nuclear reactor, and this show Dark about a time travel occurring near a nuclear reactor... I really got to stop watching stuff where I can look out my balcony or my, my patio and see a nuclear reactor. Like, it's really causing problems about me going, I wonder if there's, like, time travel underneath the Limerick power plant. We could just go over there and go back to the 80s and invest in Apple and then come back to this point and then get to... Yeah, I do that a lot. But I recommend that. But Stranger Things, we're on episode four, I think, and it's weird to see the kids growing up as quick as they are. Like, yeah, I watched, I watched the... I started watching the first episode... Yep, um, and there's like a lot of making out and stuff going on. And yep. I was like, man, these kids are getting older. Well, f- the kid that plays uh, the kid that plays Mike, that Finn Wolfhard, the kid that was in It Chapter One, like he grew and he looks super weird because he hasn't grown into his body yet. But he's like a foot taller than everybody <laughs> now, <laughs> right? I'm like, holy crap! And then you look back at like season one, and they're like ten or eleven. Yeah, it's crazy because it was, again, back to a previous episode where I bitched about the time between seasons. It's been a good, what, 18 months, almost two years since season two. Yeah, and did you see that? They uh, went through puberty already. Mindhunter season two is coming out in like a month, I think. Like it's in October August. or something? Uh, I thought it said August. Huh. Whatever. You're still, but you still do, do better things faster. That whole that whole episode was just you arguing about how do be do better creative things faster. Don't serialize stuff that you're going to put a year and a half gap in. That was <sighs> that was really my my point is you can you can have stuff have a beginning and an end and be done and like like True Detective has got an arc and then next time you come around it's still True Detective but it's completely different. That was my point. I don't want to go back down that rat, rat, rat hole. <laughs> rat hole. Rabbit I'll go back hole. down that hole. Rabbit hole. It's how deep going down the rabbit hole. So, but I did see the picture that you tweeted out about the 1993 Browns. Who would you bring back, Belichick or Eric Turner? Oh, I bring back ET. 
Yeah, so would I. Like, I, I like Freddie enough, and like I don't, I don't particularly like Belichick. I think he's an unbelievable, unbelievable coach, but I don't like his personality. Where Freddie might be a good coach, but I really like Freddie's personality. Did you? Did you look? Where did you go? Oh, sorry, I did you the... fall off your chair? <laughs> no, I wheeled across the room to get this picture. Oh, like yeah. Do you realize? And the funny thing is, I so forgot I... the fridge was on the the fucking Browns. No, that's the fridge's little brother, Michael. Oh, Dean. that's his little brother. That's yeah, yeah. the but Zeus is on freezer. There. Oh yeah, he is. That's that was one of my other ones. Orlando and, and Brown Clay, and Clay Matthews was the other one. I I was I looked through and I was like, there's like four. That I would argue with, like one of them's Belichick. But well, the funny thing is, Belichick's wearing it. It he's looks like he's like looks like he's wearing a hoodie, like Freddie, but he's not. He's wearing a, but he's just wearing orange. Everybody else, but to his, yeah, who's yeah. sitting on his other side of him? Ozzie Newsom and Nick Saban. Ugh. That still makes me upset about Ozzie Newsom. Probably one of the greatest front office or one of the greatest GMs in franchise history, and we lost him because of. Fucking Art Modell. <laughs> God, I hate Art Modell. But yeah, and Saban. Who else was on that? Is that that's that that's that staff? That's that ridiculously good staff. That's the one that has. Is that the one that has Cornell and all that? Has Kirk Kirk Ferentz, Phil Kirk Savage, Ferentz. who yep. was the Browns GM at one point. Yep. Um, Ozzie Newsom, Belichick, Saban. Um, that's about it there. Yeah, I'm looking who else. So Keenan McCardell was wide receiver. Yeah. Was it Metcalf was still on that team? That was and, Metcalf and was a badass. Mac was on his the end of his run. Yeah, not pictured Kevin Mac. Yeah, I think um, he got hurt that year. I think he got hurt, and then I don't think he played again after that. Touchdown, Tommy Vardell. Yeah, because I think that's why we drafted him that high. Because we right, drafted because that was he was our first round pick that year, yeah, wasn't he? Michael Dean yeah. Perry. Michael Dean Perry. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Pepper Johnson. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So I found it. I took a picture of it. I was like, what can I do with this? I was like, oh, yeah, who would we pick? And E.T. I think E.T. is the right call there. That would be a perfect fit. Like it, Just to come back and solidify that the, the safety core and just have that thumper that could come across. And just He would just wax people. Man, I loved Eric Turner. He was such a badass. Yeah. Oh, dude, training camp. Training camp starts so, this week. But here's the funny thing. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this picture. Yeah, training camp starts this week. Matt Stover is the kicker sitting next to Eric Metcalf. I mean, he kicked in Baltimore for, what, 20 years? Yep, something like that. He was the, I think he was one of the ones. See, if you can't, like, roll as you're talking, you could at least, like, throw it to me so I could at least, like, vamp while I can hear you rolling across the room. <laughs> Come on, it's a podcast, man. Ca- all right. Captivating. We're, all right. Um, so it's good to be back after a couple of weeks <laughs> off. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get into uh, next episode. Um, uh, you know, we could do Goodwill Hunting. I want to talk about aliens. I want to talk about rushing <laughs> Area 51. There's a whole go, bunch of go stuff ahead. to get into. Like, but, just go ahead, you dummies. Go try to raid a government base. Go right. ahead. Yeah, it's yeah. called Darwinism. It's shit. The thunder, <laughs> the thinning right. of the herd. But uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, so if you, if you haven't watched that, the Matt Lazar one. I have not. Bob, Bob Lazar. Sorry. Um, an Area 51 on Netflix. It's, it, watch it. We'll talk about it next time. All right. Fair enough. Cool. So with that, we are, we're back and we're wrapping up. Um, you can go out and follow us on Twitter. I did post something this week. I actually posted a picture. I know. And I got some comments and stuff on it. Yeah, that? It's amazing. Like, when you like use it for stuff, Like people will respond. 
I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, follow us on Twitter at MatchWits. That's uh, W-I-T-T-S, MatchWits, all one word. Uh, Go to our website, Um, MatchWits.com. You can download us uh, on uh, various podcast platforms, Spotify, uh, Himalaya app, and iTunes and Google Play. Please give us reviews, five stars, all that good stuff. Uh, And with that, uh, we will bid you. what, What do you say, Chris? Adieu. All right. Thank you. Thank you.